Reclaim your natural state of health. Are you ill? Have you received a disturbing diagnosis? Is your energy low or are your emotions gloomy? Do you feel as if you have no control? Listen in and Sharon will share with you an energy exercise you can take on to enhance the way your body function and heals. After all, every one of your cells is intelligent and knows what to do to be well. But are you micromanaging them with old and negative stories around wellness? Well, let's find out. Welcome to episode 52. Today, I want to talk to you about affirmations and how they apply and work to help you. Now, I'm not saying this is going to take uh, everything you've got. I'm not going to, um, yeah, it's, it's to help you and it's work in conjunction with your medical professionals or whatever medical system you're on to, to help you reclaim your health, to get well from being ill. So what you want to do is you want to actually follow the system I'm going to share with you, which is coming out of the Ask and It Is Given book by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And it's process 21. Now, sometimes people look at these processes and they think, well, that's just crazy. That's not going to work. But this process is about reclaiming one's natural state of health. And here's when to use this process. This literally is coming out of this book. And I absolutely love, love the story about reclaiming your natural health. We all can. Our bodies know what to do. But let's go through this bit by bit here. So when do you want to use this experience that I'm just giving you now, this process? You want to use it when you don't feel well. You want to use it when you've been given an unsettling diagnosis. Maybe somebody, a doctor in the medical community gave you a diagnosis and you're concerned. You're thinking, well, I don't really know what to do with that. And it's starting to make you panic and feel worried. You want to use this process when you're feeling pain, when you want to feel more vital and alive and alert and awake, and you want to have more energy, and when you feel a vague fear associated with your body. So when you're thinking about your body and you're not real sure, how are you doing? How are you doing? You, you're a little bit afraid, then you want to use this process. So it's called reclaiming one's natural state of health. So here's the first thing you want to do. So make sure you get, you go grab pen and paper. And what I want you to do is I want you to write down these affirmations. Okay. And I want you to read it slowly to yourself, this whole list. I want you to read it slowly to yourself. Okay. Here's the affirmations I want to share with you. Number one, it is natural for my body to be well. You write that down. And number two, even if I don't know what to do in order to get better, my body does. The challenge we run into here is that we get in the way and we micromanage and we have all these other thoughts around health and wellness from our childhood years, our growing up years or other previous experiences. So even if I don't know what to do in order to get better, my body does. We must allow ourselves to step aside and allow each of the cells in our body to do its job at its max. Number three, I have trillions of cells with individual consciousness, and they know how to achieve their individual balance. Isn't that good? I like that one. Number four, when this condition began, I didn't know what I now know. So 
let's just say you first got a diagnosis on something and you didn't know, you start doing some research and you start discovering new things about the diagnosis itself. Number five, if I had known then what I now know, this condition couldn't have gotten started. So what this is offering you is the opportunity to learn how this condition came about and how you can help address it in a positive, powerful way so that maybe it can diminish. Number six, I don't need to understand the cause of this illness. I don't need to understand the cause of this illness. That's the truth. You don't need to know. Because what will happen is, uh, and I'll share a bit of story with you. We'll go into that in a bit. Number seven, I don't need to explain how it is that I'm experiencing this illness. I don't need to explain it. How many times you've been getting, feeling queasy or not feeling good or trying to find a reason why things are going the way that they are? You don't need to explain how it is that you're experiencing the illness. Number eight, I have only to gently eventually release this illness so you can let it go energetically, allow it to move on past. Number nine, it doesn't matter that it got started because if it's, it's reversing its course right now. I like that one too. That one's good. Number 10, it's natural that it would take some time for my body to begin to align to my improved thoughts of well-being. It absolutely makes sense. Sometimes, have you ever known anybody that would get the sniffles when they come to work in the morning and they're sniffling and they're, they're like, oh man, I'm, I feel a cold coming on. I just know it's that time of year. And by the time the day is over, They've got a full-blown cold. That's how powerful our minds are. That's how powerful the emotions are and how powerful our thoughts are. We can think ourselves into and out of illness and wellness. Number 11, this is a good one. There's no hurry about any of this. Number 12, my body knows what to do. Number 13, well-being is natural for me. Think about it. Well-being is natural for us. It is natural in our, our regular state. 14, my inner being is intricately aware of my physical body. And when we're talking about that, we're talking about your soul, your inner being, your soul, your energetic self, your higher self, your higher being, however you want to refer to it. But my inner being is intricately aware of my physical body. 15, my cells are asking for what they need in order to thrive. And source energy is answering these requests. It's kind of like having a CEO of the health section of your life. Eh? Number 16, I'm in very good hands. Number 17, I will relax now to allow communication between my body and my source. So your source, when we talk about the source energy is what we're talking about. This is the energy that th we thrive on, the energy that is who we are, allowing our body and our source, spiritual soul self to talk to each other. Number 18, my only work is to relax and breathe. Number 19, I can do that. And number 20, the last one, 
I can do that easily. You might have to pause this to go back and I didn't give you enough time because I don't want to get boring here, but um, to go back and actually write these out. But I would suggest you write all 20 of them out and you notice how they flow. They flow. So you start at the top and you start these affirmations and go right through from one to 20. Now, you just when, when you do this list, it's a very short list, lie down in a place or sit in a place and read it slowly to yourself after you've written it all down. And when you're done stating all the affirmations, you can say them out loud or in your head, however you like. Just lie there and enjoy the comfort of the mattress beneath you or the sofa or wherever it is you're laying and focus upon your breathing in and out, in and out. Your goal is to be as comfortable as possible and breathe as deeply as you can while still remaining comfortable. Don't force it and don't try to make anything happen. There's nothing for you to do. Just relax and breathe. Now you're very likely to begin feeling a soft and gentle sensation in your body. Just smile. Acknowledge that this source energy is specifically answering your collective request, your cellular request. You've got all these affirmations that you've collected together and you're, the source is responding. You're now feeling the healing process. Do nothing to try to help it or intensify it. Just relax and breathe and allow it. Now, I'm going to be the first person to say that is challenging. Just allowing. We are a control-oriented culture. We really, it's what gets us in trouble anyway in the first place. It's what makes us sick, to be very honest with you. So if you were experiencing pain when you laid down, follow the same process. However, if you're feeling pain, it would be helpful for you to add a few more words to your written and spoken list. And here's a few more. So this would be 21. This sensation of pain is an indicator that source is responding to my cellular request for energy. And 22 would be this sensation of pain is a wonderful indicator that help is on its way. And number 23, I will relax into this sensation of pain because I understand that it's indicating improvement. Okay, so you've got 23 affirmations here. Now, if you can breathe and drift off to sleep, smile in your knowledge that all is well. Relax, breathe, and trust. So the next time you feel any discomfort, stop in the middle of it and say to yourself, this discomfort that I'm feeling is nothing more than my awareness or my resistance. And it's time for me to relax and breathe, relax and breathe, relax and breathe. And you can, in seconds, bring yourself back into comfort. You know, one thing that I used to do when I was a little girl, and I used to get such a kick out of it, if I got the hiccups, I got so I don't like having the hiccups, by the way. But if I got the hiccups, I would stop and I would start to breathe and I would gently just breathe. And I would breathe what I called as a kid, breathe my hiccups away. Isn't that funny? 
I would breathe my hiccups away, literally stop them. I still can do it to this day. There's so many other things I allow to get away on me because I'm not focusing correctly. And, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of work you do, what kind of work I do. We all still have physical aspects, physical bodies, and these physical bodies get into distress for various reasons. We don't need to know why, but we do need to understand that we do have some power. It's not necessary to just give all your power away. You can utilize some of the power you've got in your in your uh, soul self. So every cell in your body has a direct relationship with creative life force. The way I put that is for my clients is it has intellect. It's independently responding when you do affirmations. And when you feel joy, all the circuits are open. So the life force can be fully received. And when you feel guilt, blame, fear, anger, any negative emotion, the circuits are hindered and life force cannot flow as effectively. It's like having a stopper in the drain. The water can't flow down. Remove the stopper and allow the water to flow freely. Physical experience is about monitoring those circuits and keeping them as open as possible. Your cells know what to do. They're summoning the energy. And so there's questions around all of this. Are there any limitations to the body's ability to heal? And, and Abraham Hicks says, none other than the belief that you hold. So what stops us from healing? The beliefs that we hold. And then the question is asked, then why aren't people growing new limbs when they lose one? And the answer is because no one believes they can. No one believes they can. I don't know if you've listened to all the other uh, podcasts or if you listen to any of the others on health, but I'm going to share something here with you. As a little girl, and I, I shared it there too. I, I'll share it again because I really love this story because it's my story. My great-grandmother was my best friend when I was a little girl. She was someone who loved me intensely. I knew it. She loved my brother and he knew it. And every day on the way home from school, we would stop at her house and it was between our house and the school. And so we would stop every day after school and we'd have milk and cookies with her. And then we would go on home. I don't think we were there very long. Time didn't really have a relevance for me. When I was that little, I was seven years old when she passed. So this is happening when I'm four years old, five years old, six years old. I started out by walking to the school grounds to meet my brother at four and then walking him to grandma's. We called her grandma. She was our great grandma. We called her grandma. Boy, did we love her. Oh, we loved her so much. And she still loves us. She has come through so many times for me. It's amazing. And I know she loves my brother just as much. Anyways, we would have milk and cookies. Well, when grandma died, nobody told us she died. I don't know why, but they didn't. They chose to. But I missed her. And so I would go to my room and have conversations with grandma. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody at first because I figured everybody was doing that. I didn't know. Until one day, I was missing her particularly much. And the one thing I loved about grandma was she had something I'd never seen on anybody else. She had a sty on her eye. And it was a little sty on the bottom lower lid of her eye. And I can remember when she would smile, that sty would move a little bit. But she had, oh, the most beautiful smile. Truly the most beautiful woman I've ever known in my entire life. And as I was missing her, I asked her having this conversation. I said, Grandma, can I have your sty? She said, well, of course you can have my sty. And it was such love and there was such joy. And, and I was tickled pink. And it never occurred to me that she'd say no. She said yes. And so every day, every day. Now, remember, I'm seven years old. I would look in the mirror and I would look 
And I'd look and I'd look and I'd look for the sty because I knew grandma was going to give it to me, but I also knew that there had to be a process in place. And so every day I would look pretty soon, this tiny little sty started to grow. And but I still couldn't show it to anybody because it was really, I could see it, but it was so small. So I just waited and every day I checked and it got a little bit bigger and got a little bit bigger. Remember, I'm seven years old, but my faith is in my grandmother. I know she's giving me her sty. Was I trying to prove that I could grow body parts? No, I didn't have any relevant information or anything relevant to that. I wanted my grandma's sty. I wanted something that was hers. that was part of her to remind her and remember her by. Finally, the sty got big enough that I could actually go to my mom and show her my sty. And I thought she would be so proud of me. And I went to my mother and I showed her the sty. I said, look, mom, grandma gave me her sty. And my mother went berserk. She lost it. She was so unhappy, so unhappy. And she she had a temper tantrum, as my mother did a lot. And the note, what I got from that was grandma was going to give me her sty and gave me her sty, but I wasn't allowed to have her sty because mom said no. And that's what I got from the conversation I had with mom around that. So I went back to my bedroom and I said to grandma, grandma, I just love you so much and I miss you so much. And thank you for sharing your sty but I have to give it back because mom doesn't want me to have it. And slowly, 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 the sty disappeared. So why aren't people growing limbs? Because no one believes they can. I was seven. What did I know? All I knew was I loved my grandma and I loved her intently. And I wanted something of hers, something from her. I wanted something that would remind me of her that I could carry with me forever and ever and ever. Imagine, I would have a sty today. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Maybe I could grow it now. Maybe I should try. To get a frightening diagnosis can be scary, can it? When I was in my late 30s, early 40s, I started having a lot of trouble with my hands and gripping and pain. And so I went to the doctor and they didn't really do very much. They didn't say much. And by the time I was 40, they ran some tests. I went to a different doctor. I was in a different setting. Then I went to a different doctor and some tests were run. And at this point, my whole body was sore. And when I went to the doctor, I was just like, I can't get out of bed in the morning. It takes me forever because my feet hurt so bad. My whole body hurt, not just my hands. And I received the diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis, not just rheumatoid arthritis. He actually phoned me at home and told me I had advanced rheumatoid arthritis. Well, I wasn't buying it. I just said, no, I don't. And I hung up. And I promptly went out looking for a new doctor. It's a good thing it was a long time ago because, you know, it's a, several years back, 30 to be exact. It's a good thing because nowadays I wouldn't be able to just casually go and find another doctor. It's not quite that easy anymore. But what was happening was I had received this diagnosis and I didn't believe that I couldn't solve it myself. So when I found a new doctor, she was one that actually dabbled in the energy work as well as she was a practicing physician. And so we had lots of really good conversations and she was convinced I had rheumatoid arthritis, but she also wasn't convinced that I couldn't deal with it myself, either slow it down, stop it, or completely overcome it. And so for 30 years, I never went on any medication that was designed for rheumatoid arthritis because I don't like going on medication, first of all. And second of all, what I did is I worked very, very hard all of those years to build my vibration, to raise my vibration. And what that did, because of that diagnosis, it led me to this work. 
Can you believe that? You never know what's going to take you where you need to go. But for me, it was a negative experience that brought me to a positive lifestyle. And I discovered that I didn't need their medication, that I, I could change my mindset. I could change the outcome. And even though I've had flare-ups with rheumatoid arthritis, I've never really had and I say arthritis because I don't believe that rheumatoid arthritis and arthritis are, I don't think there's really a knowing out there as to what causes rheumatoid arthritis. They still don't have good solid rules. I believe that my vibration was off and out of whack. And the reason I believe that is because I had stepped into a new relationship and there was some really bizarre things going on inside the new relationship. And I was sort of struggling with understanding my new partner and who he was and, and how he thought and what he was looking for, what he needed and how we were connected. And so I believe that that vibration, I was so focused on everybody else that I wasn't focused on my own well-being. I wasn't focused on myself. I was very focused and became more and more focused over the years on him, trying to help him find his joy, find help him find his bliss. Now I know I know I've said it and I'll say it again. It's not my job to help someone find their joy. I can give them tools. I can give them anything I can give them, but it's not my job to make them happy. It's not your job to make anyone happy either. And so I've been able to step away from that mindset and continue on in my own healing journey. Now, it turned out that whenever I had any kind of emotional hit, like a powerful hit, like when my father passed, first thing that happened to my body because of grief, which is a very powerful negative emotion, my hands seized right up. And it took a long time because dad died in 2020, in July of 2020. And it's now um, August, so two years it took for me of 2022. It took for me to start loosening my hands back up. They're not fully 100% back. And I haven't really focused a lot on them recently because they're functional. I get them to do what I mean. But um, any disease could be healed in a matter of days, any disease. And it's a very bold statement to make, isn't it? If distraction from it could occur and a different vibration dominate and the healing time is about as much mix up there is in all of that for any disease in your physical body was a lot longer in coming than it takes to release it. When we have an illness that manifests inside our bodies, that illness has been outside of our bodies for a while. It's coming through our etheric field. Do you remember many times, how many times I've said, we don't learn through easy, we learn through contrast and and challenge. Well, that's the truth. And I actually learned that through these different experiences that I've had. And um, oh, I could go on and on and on about, about illness and about wellness. What I want you to do, though, it's an extension. Illness, just know, illness is an extension of negative emotion. Grief is a negative emotion. For me to get to a place of remembering my father with joy instead of missing him, missing him, missing him, or feeling sad whenever I thought of him. I mean, I still have moments. Don't get me wrong, and I always will. I loved him so much. But you have to think specific thoughts do you have to think specific thoughts about your body in order for it to be the way you want it to be? No, but you have to not think the specific negative thoughts. So on grief, finding myself staying in grief or sadness or missing or anger, because there's anger, a lot of anger around the way my father passed as well. So if you can never think again about your body and instead just think pleasant thoughts, your body would reclaim its natural place of wellness. And I'm going to stop this here. Um,
because one of the other things that um, I hear a lot about from people is I hear a lot about, especially people who grew up in a religious way or religious manner. I hear a lot about when people pass and they choose to take themselves out of their story, they choose to pass, which is called suicide. There really is the thinking of the Abraham work. The theory around it is that all death is a suicide. All death is, you can't call it suicide, self-imposed. How does that sound better? Self-imposed. I think that sounds better. So if if all death is self-imposed, then what have we done to contribute to it? Doesn't mean we made it happen. It means we contributed to it. And amongst other symptoms or systems that we're playing and working within in our physical bodies. So here's our last affirmation um, I, I drew from the cards. Again, we're doing the affirmation deck from Cheryl Richardson, this last uh, affirmation I'm gonna give you, and I encourage you, please do those exercises so that, that I've shared with you there. Uh, the affirmation is, I am open and receptive to the healing power of divine love. I am open and receptive to the healing power of divine love. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm glad to have you here on my podcast. Please like and follow and share. We're looking to expand as fast as we can, as you know, and I'm sure you've got friends or relatives out there who've not heard the podcast and would like to. So we'd appreciate you sharing. Thank you so much, everybody. And I'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.